It's the coming of our God. How are we prepared for such a great event? Well, this morning we look at God's word in Luke chapter 3 and we see how we are prepared. God has sent messengers throughout this world and throughout time to prepare hearts for his coming. And they use nothing other than the power of water and the word. A message of repentance and forgiveness. And it's found in Jesus. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out to Rock Sod, Hope, and Rim Country. December 9th, 2018. Luke 3:1-6. How much does it take to prepare for something? We might answer, well, that depends on who's preparing and what you're preparing for. One of the biggest preparations in history leading up to 2008 was the Beijing Olympic events. It's estimated they spent $40 billion trying to get the city ready for the coming Olympics. And then that was surpassed in leading up to the 2014 Olympics with the Sochi Olympics. And the Russian government spent an estimated over $50 billion getting things ready for the Olympics. Why did they put so much work into all that preparation? Well, because they wanted to impress all the nations that were coming to visit for the Olympics. Well, we're going to talk today about an even greater an event that requires an even greater work of preparation. It's one that's out of this world. It's the coming of our God and the preparing of his people and their hearts. How is that done? How are we prepared for such a great event? Well, this morning we look at God's word in Luke chapter 3 and we see how we are prepared. God certainly had planned this out for a long time. In fact, nothing greater and longer had been planned. From eternity, God knew he was going to come into his world to be with his people, to walk among them. And he announced it way ahead of time, 700 years before Isaiah said, Emmanuel will come. Malachi said that the Lord will come to his people. Hundreds of years, thousands of years. From the very beginning of time, God said, one would be born of the woman. It would be the deliverer, God himself. So how do you get ready for such an important coming? Well, some people try to prepare by ignoring the fact that he's coming. They try to dismiss the reality that God has created this world. God did step into this world and he will come again. But you can't hide from God, as Adam and Eve learned. You can't be unprepared for this coming. Others try to prepare for such a coming by simply saying, well, they've got the right papers and they've done the right procedures. Maybe they have their certificate, their church membership papers. And they think they're prepared because they've done the right things or have the right papers. Some guilty of sins against God, such as breaking the sixth commandment, might think, well, I'm okay. The government says I'm fine. But God isn't concerned so much about papers, is he? He's concerned about what's written on our hearts. And the only papers that really matter are the ones he's written down for us. You shall not commit adultery. Honor the Lord your God. How will one stand if they're only preparing outwardly with papers? Still, others might try to prepare in much the way that China prepared for the Olympics. Put every effort that they could put out there. And then for those things you couldn't quite fix, 
those nuances, those ugly buildings, bulldoze them down or build a wall. And when the smog was a problem leading up to the Olympics, they decided to temporarily put some regulations in place to just clear the air for a little bit. We might do that when we're cleaning house. I have to admit, our, our house isn't always presentable. And it's not my wife's fault. It's probably my fault for not contributing as much as I should. When someone comes and says they're going to come visit, we have to quickly pick up all the toys. We have to quickly take the dishes off the counter, throw them in the dishwasher, and make it look like our house didn't just survive Hurricane Barthel. But that's all it takes. And then we're ready. Clean. Done. At least on the surface. That's the type of preparation that some try to do when it's prepared for God's coming. To pull the wool over God's eyes by putting on an outward show and facade. To say that, well, I'm at least clean on the outward. But when God comes and he's with us, his coming is going to examine what we put in the closet, in the closet of our heart. And he's going to see every guilty action, every wrong, everything that weighs heavy on us. And God will see that. An outward facade or surface can make it look like we're prepared, but we won't be prepared. All these things are traps, lies. We're gravely mistaken if we think we're ready for God's coming, if we're relying on these outward attempts to be prepared. Someone might say, well, I've never murdered anybody, I'm fine. Have you harbored a grudge? Someone might say, well, I've, I've never committed adultery, I'm, I'm okay. Have you had pure thoughts your whole life? Are you prepared for the coming of the one who examines the heart? And the one who doesn't allow you to simply bury things in the past, but who exist apart from time and sees all? You know, we need, for, for God's coming, we need far more than simply an outward cleansing. We need far more than just simply putting on a facade. And we need more than trying to cover our tracks or hide. We need a massive reconstruction project. We need these hearts to be remade and cleansed from the guilt that they bear. When the Chinese government was unable to fix some of those unsightly buildings, some of the apartments and businesses, they weren't able to just bulldoze them down. They had a different solution. They set up a wall. They sent police-escorted bricklayers that put large walls to block the views of unsightly buildings. Can you imagine what it would have felt like to be one of those tenants or one of those business owners to be told that because you can't afford to beautify your building we're just going to block you off from the rest of us and put this wall in place how much more ought God when he comes our maker and his holiness ought to separate those who are unprepared from his presence because of the guilt and ugliness of their sin in their hearts how much more ought he not to shut us from his presence and say away from me we need Preparation for his coming. That's why what we see in Luke 3 is so wonderful. God had a plan to prepare his people. Because you and I could not prepare ourselves for his coming, God sent messengers to prepare. We read in Luke chapter 3 of that promise fulfilled. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iturea and Trunconitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, 
This is real history. God sent someone. After 400 years of silence, one who is called a prophet speaks. The word of the Lord came to John, son of Zechariah. God fulfilled his promise of not only coming to this world, but preparing this world for his coming by that man, John, and all those before John who spoke of the coming of the Lord. And how did John do this? John, this preacher in the wilderness, how did he get hearts ready? How did he carry out this massive reconstruction project? He went into all the country around the Jordan preaching, preaching a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. Through the word and the water, John the baptizer came, preparing hearts for the coming of God. And he did it by bringing hearts that could not prepare the ugliness of their sin for the presence of God, by turning them to the only source and solution, a baptism of repentance or forgiveness. Repentance is no longer trying to hide from God, no longer dismissing the fact that God will come to judge, no longer trying to take our sins and trying to wash them clean on our own, but saying, Lord, I've sinned against you. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And turning to that same God with the confidence and trust that he will and he does pardon the sinner through his son. John the Baptist came preaching repentance and forgiveness. He came pouring that water in the word, the promise of forgiveness with the gift of the Spirit. He came pointing people to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world so that this world might be prepared. Jesus came to this world, Emmanuel, God with us. And he came in his first coming to get this world ready for the presence of a holy God. And he came in such a way that people didn't expect it. All these men listed here, these rulers, these governors, they didn't think much of him. Jesus looked like an ordinary man. In fact, three years after John prepared the people, there was Jesus standing on trial before men like Herod, Tetrarch, and also before Pilate, the governor. And with hearts unprepared, they rejected him. With hearts that could not and would not be ready for God, they dismissed him. And a world that would not welcome God killed him on the cross. This is how God came, though. This was God's plan. In order that we might be in his presence on the cross, Jesus, the Son of God, came to make us ready for his coming. With a love this world cannot fathom or understand, the Son was separated from the Father. That wall of division stood between Him and His Father. As He took every guilt, every weight of every sin, every blemish, every stain on Himself to cleanse us. This reconstruction project, this cleansing of hearts was carried out through Jesus' blood on the cross. And He built His church and prepared His people. And that's the God who fulfilled His promise of Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. All mankind will see his salvation. At some point along the line, God sent someone in your life. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe it was a Christian father or mother. Somebody prepared your hearts for God's coming. Somebody brought you with the water and the word to cleanse your heart 
so you'd be ready for the coming of your God. And this is not just for you. This is a message which it says is all mankind will see. God has sent messengers throughout this world and throughout time to prepare hearts for his coming. And they use nothing other than the power of water and the word. A message of repentance and forgiveness. And it's found in Jesus. And that's the same message that you now carry as you find those who maybe aren't prepared. Maybe you find someone who is trying to hide or run from God's coming. Maybe you know someone who's not prepared because they're dismissing God's coming. Or maybe, as is very likely, you know somebody who is putting on an outward facade and trying to make themselves look like they're prepared, but they're only prepared on the surface. God has sent his messengers, and he sends you to prepare hearts for his coming, pointing them to Christ, who made his people ready. And there is no... There's no pain, there's nothing that God will not do to go and to make his people ready. There's no height, there's no danger, there's no depth that he won't face in order to make you and all the people of this world ready for that coming. So that when he comes, you are prepared. Amen. Amen.